channel. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to the new channel, or Passion Transforms, a community channel that sees all things new. My name is Jennifer Nuya, live streaming from Cavita, Philippines, and you're watching Stories from the Fringe. Welcome again. 
For those who are tuning in for the first time, Stories from the Fringe aims to push for more diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in all aspects of our lives. We are committed to creating a world where individual differences like race, gender, class, ability, among others, are not only seen and understood, but also celebrated. We believe that we can all be a part of this collective vision. In order to make the most of our time together, we encourage you to turn off all distractions, prepare to take notes, mental win, and just be fully engaged with our guest today, John Villa Rago. Today, I'm happy to welcome John to our show. Hello, John. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for uh, dropping in on the show. Can you please tell our viewers a brief background about yourself and the work that you do? Hello, everyone. My name is John. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a financial advisor by profession. Uh, I, as much as possible, I try to meet new people, educate them on how to become financially well, uh, <laughs> give them tips on certain investment-related topics, how to make the right decisions in terms of their money, and such. Uh, I'm a father of three, uh, and and I also work as an HR and project manager for a private organization. Fascinating. So, what's a day like in the life of a financial advisor? What's a day like? Wow. Uh, how would I put it? Uh, it's it's exciting because you get to meet new people. You get mm -hmm. to understand their uh, financial situation and the best part is you get to contribute to how can they become uh, financially sorry how can they you know build good habits when it comes to their finances and, and take them into a journey into reaching their financial goals as uh, small as it, it is but it, it's the it's the ability that you can help and educate them in terms of of mm -hmm. being the 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 financially savvy person that you want them to be Mm -hmm. Now, I wonder, do you have any study or research on how many Filipinos are financially literate or financially well? From a, from a research perspective, uh, I, I would probably say the, I guess, 50, 60% of middle-class income earners, they're financially savvy because they're really doing great in terms of managing their finances. But the, but the better opportunity, if you look at the society, would be the ones below the middle middle class because mm -hmm. the the side that they get the inflation the expenses when when all of that adds up it's 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 becoming a struggle for them in, in making mm -hmm. sure that they would survive the next day they would survive mm -hmm. the next cutoff the next payday so to answer your question it the the mm -hmm. ones that belong to the lower middle class that's where mm -hmm. the opportunity lies to help. Mm -hmm. All right. So you mentioned inflation. You mentioned expenses. Uh, pe that people in the lower socioeconomic bracket experience on a daily basis, right? And sometimes, yes. unfortunately, some people they leave the hand-to-mouth existence. Like correct, if correct. they didn't work, they wouldn't have money to eat, or sometimes That's they right. even wonder where the next meal is coming from. That's now, right. how is or how are financial advisors like yourself helping these people become financially well? Well, first you gotta you gotta make them understand uh, or educate them on 
what's your cash flow? How do you spend your money? Am I overspending? Am I underspending? Do I have the ability to save? If not, then I need to figure out another way to generate additional income. And that's where certain products would become available to them in terms of, you know, that concept of letting the money work, right? Or creating a new skill for yourself, right? Uh, getting enough education or probably a side gig to give them a, a sense of, of another cash flow that would help them manage their day-to-day finances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you mentioned um, determining their cash flow. So I would assume that is the first step to uh, building financial wellness or to go into your financial wellness journey. What are the other key steps to moving through that financial wellness journey? So, so going back to the first step, first, you know, you got to know where you stand, right? How much money do I save? How much money do I spend? Once you have that figured out, it will tell you two things, right? Uh, am I on the path of beating my financial goal for 2023 or not? If yes, then uh, that's good for you. If not, then that's when the second step would come in. The second mm-hmm. step would probably be the second step would uh, be eliminating your debt. There's two types of debt. There's a good debt and there's a bad debt. As much as possible, you wanted you wanted your partners, your peers. They will speak to to have a good debt. Meaning, when you say good debt, it's something that you will invest for education. It's something that you will invest uh, for for getting additional skill, right? Mm-hmm. The bad debt; those are the short-term games. Meaning, you you take out the loan, you you spend the money for a shopping spree, go to a party or whatnot. Those are short-term games. It's not going to be helping you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as much as possible, when you know your cash flow. Next step is to eliminate any debt that you have uh, or try to organize your debt into a single single structure. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's step number two. How about step number three? Do we still have step number three? Yes. This, the third step would be having an emergency fund. Emergency fund is, is really important. And the amount of the emergency fund that you need to develop would depend on a couple of things. One, if you're single, you'd probably need six months worth of your existing income. But if you have dependents, that's when it's gonna it's gonna need more. And uh, mm-hmm. these emergency funds should ideally cover any medical illnesses, any any setback. If you lose your job, if your small business goes down. That mm-hmm. emergency fund should allow you to continue to live comfortably for the next X number of months, X number of years, until you get into the position again of generating your income. So that's going to be the the third, uh, I guess, advice or tip that I would share to the group. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you for that. Now, if we might if we might digress a little bit, so you mentioned about eliminating all debts. Now, are all debts bad? It only becomes bad on how you spend it. That's that's my that's my thought process into it. Say, for example, I'm starting up a business. I would probably take out a small loan to help me with my capital, right? But if I'm going to take out a loan to help me get a new phone, help me get a new bag, per se, uh, go into a shopping spree, host a really fancy party uh, that I know would not give me any positive gains in the long run, that's a bad mm-hmm. debt. That mm-hmm. I, I as much as possible, I, I try to stay away 
from those kind of situations. If I'm going to, if if in case I need need to take out a loan, then I would need to make sure that I would use that amount of money to either boost my current business or boost my current situation. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for highlighting the difference between the good and the bad death. Okay, so we we do the emergency fund, okay, for 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 X number of months. So what else do we need so that we can complete the financial wellness journey? Once you've developed uh you, you know your cash flow, you've eliminated your debt, uh you have an emergency fund. Uh, the next uh, habit that you need to form would be making the right investments. And when I say making the right investments, uh, it could be saving your funds into a bank. It can mm-hmm. be investing your money into the stock market, uh, engaging in UITF or mutual fund, so that it's 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 you're applying the concept of letting your money work for you. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one. And, and the reason why we're advising or we, the reason why you need to be kind of venturing into that investment space is you need to you need to beat inflation. That's your number one. That's your number one uh, risk. And when I say inflation, let's let's put it this way. Uh, when you save in the bank, you the bank gives you a certain amount of interest, right? On the amount that you save. But mm. that interest is gonna be it's gonna be deflated or it's gonna be negated by the inflation. When we talk about inflation, it's the steady increase of goods over the years. Take take this one for example. Say for example, you buy a a, a, a meal. Right now, you can probably get a decent meal for about I don't know, maybe five dollars. But as you go down the as you go down the the timeline, that five dollar can be a full meal today. That five dollar can be a half meal tomorrow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's because of the inflation. Prices are going up. Uh, the the amount of income that you generate is not big or it's not good enough to address the amount that that's really raising the price market. And that's how and that's how inflation works. Uh, if you can't find the product or a savings uh, instrument or a financial product that would yield interest that would kind of counter inflation, then you need to make additional income streams. Either investment, either UITF or stock market. That's that's one way of kind of addressing or building additional income funds uh, on top of what you currently have. Mm, yeah, I hear you about inflation. I recall I started working when I was in second year high school. There was this one woman. She had a she had a kiosk or a stall in Masagana supermarket in, in right. Libertad. I don't know if it's still there. So every summer, because I didn't have much to do at home except be idle, so I decided to, to make some money, right? So I started working when I was in second year high school, helping them sell the RTW that they carry. And... Uh, each time that I would get my salary, for example, I would get 1,000 pesos back then. It was a lot. I would be able to bring home two bags of grocery. And I, as I, as I grew older, I've noticed that the, the, the number of items that I could buy for 1,000 pesos became smaller and smaller. And now if you go to the grocery, 
your 1,000 pesos cannot even fill up one grocery bag, right? So that's how inflation works. It diminishes your purchasing power. That's true. That's true. So my so the question is, how can we uh, beat inflation, or is there a way that can we take advantage of inflation? But let me let me let me kind of uh, categorize that question first. Is there a way to beat inflation? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is a way to beat inflation. And the, the, one of the ways you can beat inflation is generating additional income streams. Say, for example, you're going to invest in stocks. Uh, in the long run, uh, that stock would go up, at least for the Philippine stock market, right? Uh, mm-hmm. when, you, when you go through it historically, the Philippine stock market is, is growing uh, positively year on year, right? Uh, if you're going to invest in stocks, it might be a long-term investment. Uh, and that stock could be reaching 8% per year, uh, 10% per year, and that's a good stock, right? Uh, when, when you kind of go through the timeline, if you invest 100K now, after 10 months or 10 years, for example, that that money or that capital will be multiplied into, into 10% as a steady mm-hmm. growth. That's one of the beat inflation, right? Uh, and, and, and I think the... The other the other question that you have in terms of if of inflation is, is there a way to stop it? Is that correct? Yeah, There's... yeah. Can we stop it or take advantage of inflation? The the only there's one of the ways to kind of I would say stop it or leverage the inflation yes. is if you're if you're a collector. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're running a financial institution, because the only mm-hmm. one of the big uh, I'm sorry, but I think we lost you there for a bit, John. Can you hear me? All right, now we can hear you. I'm not sure what happened with the internet, but uh, it's okay. From, <laughs> that <from> happens. <laughs> Inflation, the only people that can, at least organizations that really leverage on it are the banks, collections agencies, the people that mm. uh, runs their business on loans and such. Uh, those mm. are the people that kind of leverage or capitalize on the on the inflation. But is there a way to stop inflation? Uh, that's that's the challenge uh, technically for, for most of the countries, for, for most of the global markets. Because the global market dictates how inflation hits smaller countries. Like, say, for mm-hmm. example, the, the gas commodities, diesel commodities, right? Uh, a couple of years ago, you, you go to a gasoline store, you can buy uh, a, a liter of diesel for probably about less than a dollar, right? Mm-hmm. But now, it's almost twice a dollar. And who's dictating that price? It's, it's not the gas inflation. It's actually the global market. And it creates ripple effects to the economies of the smaller countries. That's yeah. that's how inflation inflation plays into the global market. Is there a way to stop it? It, it would be probably there is, but it's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna be tough. Uh, global markets would you need to think of something of controlling certain commodity, certain price, uh, to make sure that it doesn't hit smaller economies. Mm-hmm. Now that you've mentioned about the global markets, uh, Warren Buffett. Because he is one of the wealthiest people in the world and Mm -hmm. himself uh, an expert in investments. He said that what we're bracing for 
is something worse than 1929, all right? And uh, he said that um, we are facing or we should expect an economic crisis plus recession. So I don't know how that would look like, like a two-prong problem. Uh, at least I've read some, some things about the 1929 depression, and it really affected a lot of people. So I can just imagine how this would affect millions of people around the world. That that got that that is getting me worried all right but at least you, you we are what what we're discussing here is one way of helping people to prepare right correct, correct. So 2022 is almost done we're just how many days before the end of the 2022 to start right, with 2023 right, right? um right. so you said that we can start investing yes, so we can yes. go to the philippine stock exchange and look for investments that we would stocks that we would like to invest in but there That's are right. a lot so for those people who are starting with investing do you have any tips tricks that they can um that will make investing painless so from from an investing standpoint let me just categorize it to three pieces one would be the stock market. If if mm -hmm. you're a starting investor, you can sign up with a brokerage company, uh, whatever brokerage company that is. And then I would probably suggest that you do uh, invest into blue stocks companies. When we say blue chips or blue stocks, these are the companies that would yield or they perform annually at, at a positive rate of increase. Uh, the other step or the other strategy that I would normally do would be Cost averaging. It means you're investing a certain amount of money in a fixed period of time. Say, for example, a five-year period and you buy stocks uh, mm -hmm. every quarter, every half a year. And you don't look at the stock price. You just you just look at the, the end of the five-year journey wherein that stock went up by 10% or 20%. That's already a win for you. That's, that's part one of the strategy. The other strategy would be investing or partnering with banks in creating mutual funds. Uh, mm -hmm. They're technically managed by uh, fund managers. It's less complicated. Uh, you don't need to go through technical analysis. You, do, you don't need to go through charting exercises and such. It's actually the banks that would do the, the legwork for you or the organizations mm -hmm. that would do the legwork for you. Similar concept can be applied to the UITF. Uh, wherein you, you kind of invest a certain pool of your money, have the fund managers uh, hold the fund and, and, and invest into companies with other money or other capital from other people to make sure that they earn a certain amount of return on the amount that you're getting. Uh, stay away from shady investments. And when I say shady, if somebody walks up to you and say, I can triple your money in a span of three months or six months, that's a red flag. That's an absolute red flag. When you when you go to investment, always always check if it's too good to be true, then then stay away from it. Mm -hmm. You would never hear, never see an investment that could triple your money in the next three six months or even a year. Uh, mm -hmm. At least that's my experience. Uh, other companies would probably suggest, or there are probably other companies that may have done it, but. In, in in my experience in this industry, if 
again, it, if it's too good to be true, I, I'd rather be away, stay away from those kind of structure. All right. Yeah. So if it's too good to be true, it must not be true. Um, yeah, I had also a harrowing experience regarding that. Uh, I have also made some investments. And during the pandemic, um, well, the only reason why I invested in that company that was supposed to be, that was supposed to be based and registered in Singapore is because they showed me a lot of papers and they looked legit. And I also <laughs> enlisted the help of one friend who is a Singaporean. And then I asked him, uh, of course, we have here SEC, right? And PI, yeah, right, uh, right. other government agencies where mm -hmm. you can look up if the if the company is legitimate. So Correct. everything at face value looked legitimate. So it's registered in in Singapore, and then I asked for the for the registration or incorporation letters of incorporation. Everything looks legit, and of course, um, I also took the word of some friends who went into the investment uh, months before myself and they also had testimonials that this is legitimate so what i'm saying is even some investors who have had experience previously right who are able to do their due diligence they can mm -hmm. still be victimized by investment scams That's so when true. i was supposed now because i put it there for a couple of um for a period of time a couple of months and when i'm supposed now to get the principal plus the interest the the website everything facebook account even the person the the, the facebook profile of the the owner they couldn't be found. It's like they just vanished into thin air. And then I asked my my brother. My brother is also into um, into that. He actually um, he was also encouraged by our other friends. So I thought that yeah, this is something that I can put my trust into. I could I could put my money into right. But again, um, I guess my lesson there is uh, if you are an investor and you lost your money in an investment and you knew for a fact that you did your due diligence don't feel so bad about yourself don't think you're that you are stupid don't think that you are a fool right um my only consolation is it could have been worse you know i could have been the one who did that investment scam and scam people right mm -hmm. and that i i don't think that i can live with myself if i did that i won't be able to sleep at night peacefully if i did that right, right? so but then again um that's lesson learned perhaps right. i still have some more steps that i need to do to ensure that yes this is 100 percent foolproof investment right right and I'm glad that you mentioned that because for the last two years, we got hit by, by the COVID pandemic, right? And the number of cases into scamming people into uh, cryptocurrencies, for example, nothing against mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies, right? But cryptocurrencies is, is commonly being used as a platform for scamming people. Say, for example, 
You put your money mm. here, I'll put it into Bitcoin, Ethereum, and whatnot, and that money is going to go up by X number percentage, right? Uh, if you're not reading a lot of, or you're not doing research on how cryptocurrencies work, stay away from it. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you're going to try to invest a certain amount of your money, only invest the money that you're willing to lose. That's mm-hmm. that's another that's another tip. So that does it. It doesn't kind of give you a sense of of loss. You, if if you lose 10k today, that's fine. Uh, I, I I I I can gain that again. I can earn that again. But if mm. you're not willing to lose a million pesos, right, two hundred fifty thousand, mm. then I'd be careful with it. I would really be doing my due diligence, making sure that the companies, the stocks, the mutual fund that I'm investing into are showing all the right paperwork, sec registered, there's a physical office, I know the board of directors, I've the, team, the people behind the team has incredible, incredible credentials that I know will, would make my, my money grow into a certain amount in a, over a period of time. Uh, mm. That's how it kind of look into it. If I, if I lose some money, it's a learning experience for me. Uh, yes, I need is. to do better next time, right? It was really a, a learning experience. <laughs> well, a- anyway, that's life, right? You win some, right. you lose some. <laughs> that's true. That's and true. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. That's true. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I always say it could have been worse. Right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. All right, so um, we're into the 30-minute mark of the show. So perhaps we can stop here for a quick word from our sponsors. And then when we get back, we'll discuss some more about having a financial uh, wellness journey. So stay tuned, dear viewers. All right.
Greenfield District. The Future Ready District. Home to Greenfield Tower with its state-of-the-art fiber optic internet backbone. Connectivity is built right into residences like Twin Oaks Place. 15 flourishing hectares right at the heart of Metro Manila so that at work and at play, we can plant a future where dreams grow. Greenfield District, the future ready district. The new channel is an online alternative new media platform of online shows for people on the go. Please watch all our shows as seen on the screen. Imagine having your own show, your own playlist, your own content, but we make it easier for you. TNC aims to transform the lives of our viewers through engaging authentic and original content. Our channel is a responsible global 24-7 platform that showcases Filipino talent, global influencers, cultural intelligence, and ingenuity. Thank you so much for always supporting Stories from the Fringe, live streamed every Thursday, 10.30 a.m. Philippine Standard Time. You can watch us live or on replay via Facebook or YouTube. Follow us on IG. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search hashtag TNC now. For sponsorships, please email now at thenewchannel.com or send us a DM. Enjoy these life-changing shows because we made them just for you. It's 17 days before Christmas. Wow. So our um, TNC Family Together, TNC Christmas Together 2.0 is already out. So we encourage you to watch that and get to know all the other hosts of the new channel. Wonderful. So let me at this uh, point thank all our strong supporters. Our viewers, thank you to First Services, past trainers, especially Anthony Philip Robles, Al Lorraine Roy, Ira Cabrera Fernandez, Christian Deonor. Thank you so much for watching, for tuning uh, with, with us today. So before we went on a short break, we were just chatting with John Villa Ralbo. So Jan is a licensed financial advisor and a Cash 101 alumni. So far, we have discussed some of the steps on starting our financial wellness journey. So number one is get to know your cash flow. Number two is as much as possible, eliminate bad debt. And number three is to create an emergency fund. And he also highlighted the need if you are able now to to do steps number one two three 
to go investing. So let's call again, John. Hi, I'm back. Hello there again, John. So we mentioned about how people can start investing. Now, right, right. for example, I only have money for, for one. Like, is it investing or is it insurance that I should prioritize? I'm glad that you answered that, that you asked that question. Uh, mm. When you've done steps one to four, uh, and say, for example, you're planning to move into an investment uh, activity or habit, right? Uh, does it make sense to move into investment or does it make sense to uh, look at the insurance uh, category? Uh, mm. I would probably say consider the insurance category. Why? Because there's a, a number, there's a plethora of insurance products that can help you with your financial journey. Say, for example, mm. you wanted to invest. There's, a, there's an insurance product that allows you to invest, but at the same time gives you an insurance coverage. Say something mm. happens, you, you get sick, you acquire a critical illness, for example. There's a there's a financial product or insurance plan that would address that situation. Uh, there's also insurance plans that are kind of like state of traditional uh, covering your health, covering your property, your state, and such. So to answer your question, uh, is it good to invest? Yes, it's always good. But you also need to consider other options that you may have and insurance is, is, is a good option because it gives you an opportunity to protect your income whether it's your investment whether it's your life whether it's a non-life item that you want to do to cover uh, a lot of people often look at insurance as as an additional cost what what they fail to see is the value that you get uh, when you have an insurance program it's basically a protection not only to you but your investment and your property mm. as well. So I, I would also recommend that try to look for an insurance partner or an FA that can help you out, educate you on what are the best programs that can match or that can fit your lifestyle that you wanted to that you wanted to cover. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you for that. Now that many people are anticipating the release of their thirty-month pay and in some cases bonuses, what are your tips on how to um, maximize their thirty-month pay and/or bonuses? That's 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 another that's, that's another great way. And I'm glad that you asked. Uh, we're on the holiday season. Most, if not all, receive their thirty-month bonus. Uh, first is you got to be thankful. You, you, mm -hmm. you need to be thankful for that opportunity. Not many people get it, right? That's number one. You have to be, you have to notice the the opportunity and, and gratification. Second part is how do I capitalize? How do I make sure that I can multiply that opportunity again, right? Uh, do I fall into a bad habit of, doing a shopping splurge, getting into a bunch of parties, especially in December season? Or do I use that money so I can multiply it and generate additional signals income? I would probably go with the second option. But before I go to the second option, I need to make sure I fulfill my responsibilities with my family, with my uh, friends, giving them uh, a small gift, for example. Right? But the, the second part is, is can I invest can i reroute that money 
into something that would give me far better results towards next year? Is this something mm-hmm. that I can use that I can be financially well for 2023? Those are the questions that you need to ask yourself as to whether how important is financial wellness to you this mm-hmm. 2023? Mm-hmm. All right. So you've mentioned about Christmas gifts. Sometimes I feel that the Christmas season is over-commercialized. Like when we think of Christmas gifts, it, it has to be material things. But... Mm-hmm. Um, as I have learned about the different love languages, it doesn't always about giving gifts. Some people, they prefer to have more time with you. Some people would like to have words of affirmation or acts of service. Perhaps for your Christmas gift to be truly appreciated by the recipient, you can ask them, so what do you want for, for Christmas? It doesn't have to be material. It, material things. It can be like volunteering to babysit your older sister's uh, son for, for, for a night out so that she can have some bonding time with the husband, right? So it's not always about money and things that you can buy from the store. And then you also mentioned about perhaps it's not about buying something for yourself, thinking about how can I make this money work for me instead of me working for the money, right? Correct. Now, I I saw this one that was, I think, a year ago. There's this one news, uh, it's a news program on TV, and they featured, they featured a sales lady. And upon receiving the, the, the paycheck for that period, she went instantly to uh, a boutique or... Yeah, where she where she bought something for herself, like a, a good blouse, right? Now, while there's no judgment, because I know that some people they can only buy beautiful things that they want for themselves uh, during during Christmas or any other special occasion, right? When they have windfall, because most of the the year they don't have extra money. Um, but what I've realized is something what we call delayed gratification. Perhaps you need to delay what you want for now so that you can enjoy what you need in the future, right? Mm -hmm. The same with OFWs. Like most of our OFWs, they go, of course, to, to other countries away from their families for some months or some years. They miss many celebrations, the birthdays of their family members, Christmas, New Year, so that they can earn money. But when they earn money, and uh, for example, in uh, in Saudi Arabia, they have this they have this period of time during Ramadan where they have sale. All the all of the stores seem to have a sale. So they they just grab they just grab all these things, electronics, things that they didn't have back home, and then they buy them. But when they come home, all right, they don't have any savings. And before they knew it, they're already old, and they cannot work anymore. And they have nothing to show for it except the electronics that they bought, except the gadgets that they bought for themselves and their family members. 
Well, I understand that, yes, they want to splurge sometimes because it's hard to earn money and they want to enjoy what they didn't have before. But perhaps, again, that's something about what you need versus what you want. That's true. That's true. And, and, and just to, just to kind of uh, double-link on what you mentioned, right? I salute OFWs. They, they bring a lot of value to to the economy, to the country. Uh, mm-hmm. They make a lot of sacrifice, not only for them, but also for their family. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's it's also kind kind of sad to hear that they they, they work there uh, most of their life. Uh, but when they get home, they suddenly realize, I, I didn't have enough savings. Uh, mm. and, and, and most of my savings have gone through different, different, I guess, different types of approaches. Like, for example, I spent too much on this, uh, but didn't realize that I need to spend uh, more in terms of maybe an investment, maybe a health plan, for example, right? And it's just, mm. just kind of sad to hear those, those kind of stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, when you look at the history of the Philippines, we used to have many match manufacturing plants, right? And now, um, instead, we ex- of course, we export some products. But when you look at it, one of our prime exports are our talents, our That's people, true. which is unfortunate because instead of these talents using their skills, their knowledge, expertise, to make our country more prosperous, other countries leverage on that, right? So there was there was this time when I was when I was younger. I have had many opportunities to go abroad, and I thought, yeah, maybe I should go abroad because I know some friends of mine. They are already abroad and they're buying up properties. I was still single. Uh, I'm still single, but um, I I. I, I still didn't have a child then. Now I have a child, okay? So now um, I said to her, so maybe I should go abroad. But then she said, so you can contribute to the brain drain. <laughs> that, that made me guilty. <laughs> and now I'm thinking, did I make a good did I make a good decision back then? But I don't regret it because anyway, I think that I can I can serve and I have been serving the country by being a law-abiding citizen and of course paying my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet that was a good experience. All right. So we're close we're close to the bottom of the hour, John. Now, um, if there are any three things that you want our viewers to take away from this conversation, what are those? Uh, just, just to want make sure that you know where you stand when it comes to your finances. Uh, know your cash flow. Am I spending too much? Am I saving too much? Do I need to generate additional income soon? The only yes. way to do it is if you know how do you spend you track your expenses, and that should give you a good idea. Second is, once you have that uh, knowledge where your money goes, next question mm-hmm. is, can I make it work for me? And that becomes investing your money into different financial instruments that would gain better returns, right? 
uh, when it comes to financial instruments, it it wouldn't hurt if you would look other other options like insurance that would also give you life protection, one way of protecting your income, right? And then the, the third piece is is no to eliminate debt. Uh, debt is good is a good debt. There's a bad debt as much as possible. Stay away from bad debt. Uh, mm-hmm. If you needed to take out a loan, uh, make make sure that you use that capital to either boost your current situation from uh, education perspective or help you with your business. That would always be a good return for you. But if you're mm-hmm. going to use your debt uh, for activities that are short term, then I, I would kind of stay away from it. Hmm. Wonderful. Very well said. It's been wonderful to have you on the show, Jan. So how can our viewers stay in touch with you, follow you on social media, and learn more about your work? Uh, you can, uh, my social media channels are Facebook and Instagram. You can, you can look for me at, in Facebook at John VFA, uh, and you can look for me at Instagram at John V Financial Advisor. My, my pages contain uh, financial tips, uh, inspirational quotes that would kind of uh, set you on your financial journey. And if you have need to do a coaching session or a financial Q&A, what would be the right decision for me to take? I'm always here. You can reach out to me, slide the DM, I'll help you out. Brilliant, brilliant. Yes, we need more coaching about financial literacy. So dear viewers, please follow John in his um, social media channel so that he can help you start with your financial wellness journey this coming 2023. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much as well. All right. So dear viewers, thank you so much once again for choosing to spend your Thursday morning with us. So see you next Thursday, December 15th, 1035. Uh, a.m. Philippine Standard Time for our special Christmas episode. Our guest is the co-owner and vice president for business development and finance at Puzzle Box BPO Incorporated, a digital for a good advocate and president and chief executive officer or producer of the new channel. You guess it right. We will have Apple Espana Manizala next Thursday. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Enjoy the rest of your day or evening, depending on where you are in the world. God bless everyone.